Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 12th, are we on the 12th of December? So, wow, we're just going. I know yesterday was the 11th, so it's only natural. But I'm just so surprised because time just feels like it's flying by and all this stuff keeps happening. And you can't even breathe in a whole day before the next day hits. So here we are. And I hope in this coming year things just slow down a bit so we can enjoy what we're doing. But today, Dream Team Thursday. Here we go. I got a dream from Instagram, and I'm going to read it to you. And I don't actually have the real name of the person because they have, like, their Instagram name. So we'll just, I guess it's anonymous by default. But it says, thanks, Nadia. This means so much to me, more than you know. There are two dreams. They are both reoccurring over and over. The first one is I have two dogs that passed away that I loved so much. In the dream, I have locked them both in a shed and allowed them to starve to death. Feels so sad and real when I wake up. The second is my dad that passed away. I keep dreaming that I left him on his own on his last day, but I was with him in real life. The dream came to me twice now. And I hope you will still offer the online course another time, just not able to do it now, many thanks. Okay, well, to answer that question about the online course, I already filmed those. So those will always hopefully be available to everybody. I hope they're never not available because they're a great tool. Um, So, you know, people just have to do it when they're ready for it. So I hope that answers that question. But your dream, two spots you're dreaming, whether it's your dogs or your dad, that they died and you did not take care of them. Why do you think that you're dreaming about it in two different instances? You starved your dogs to death, even though you know you didn't. And you left your dad to die alone, even though you know you didn't. Why do you keep dreaming about people who have died that you did not take care of? Just think about that for a minute. I guess I'm waiting for an answer and I'm on a radio show. And that's not going to work. But in truth, they're telling you something. And that is, not to wait until you know you're going to die to wish you did the things that you wanted to do. That you take care of others and you don't take care of yourself. The one that's starving and the one that's neglected here is you. The dogs are trying to tell you, your dad is trying to tell you, You think it's about them because they died. They're gone. They're not here anymore. But the message here is to take care of yourself. We forget 
You know, we think, well, if we take care of everyone else, we're fine. I'm one of those people. But then something happens in your life that you have to pay attention to, like yourself. As we get older and we see people come and go, people in our lives who pass, because it's their time. We see people who we move away from. We see people that maybe we outgrew. Whatever it is, relationships ending, we have children. Whatever it is in life that brings people to us or takes them away, at the end of the day, you realize as we get older, we are the only constant in our own lives. We cannot stop when we're going to leave. When people say, well, pray for them to stay alive, and if they don't, then your prayers didn't work. That's not true. Because there are times when it is time for us to go. So whatever guilt or feelings you may have that you did not do enough is actually not in your hands. But what is in your hands is your life. And don't let life pass you by and not take care of your soul. Not take care of your soul. Taking care of ourselves, finding a way to do it best as we're growing is why we are here. There's no other reason. The fact that we have a will, sometimes we may not feel it's free, free will, but we have a will. We have a way of making decisions, assessing, making a decision. When we do that, What happens? We have created an experience to enrich our lives, good, bad, or indifferent. And sometimes some of us are so scared of making a decision, just making a decision that we don't make one at all. And our lives go by. And a year goes by, and two years go by, and five years go by, and 10 years go by. And before you know it, literally, in many cases that I've seen, 50 years go by. You just got used to living that way, kind of in that super, super safe zone, you know, that right lane where you just go slow and you just keep going. No one said you can't live a life like that. That's also, by the way, a choice. But what we miss because we don't have time, support, or enough pressure. Think about that. Time, support, or enough Pressure, because that's what makes anything grow, right? It's just pressure. 
something has to squeeze out of somewhere to get to the other side or something happens in your life and you have to make a decision that is not one of those things you can put off. So just having time, support, and enough pressure and you will try to do something or introduce something new to your life. And this is just saying, hey, hey, don't, don't, don't sleep through life. You have some gifts there. We all have a gift. The crazy part about our gift is that we're the last people to acknowledge our own gift. I'm one of those two. I mean, everything I talk about, I've been at some point in my life. When people say, well, you don't have problems with love, I'm like, Really? I think everybody has challenges when it comes to love, especially self-love. That's why I teach it. I've dedicated my life to it. And right now I'm like really weirdly uncomfortable because we created a program which makes me very comfortable, but I'm very uncomfortable selling it. But what I do want to do, and I, I said this to Christ, was that I wanted to take care of other people with the money I made. And I am looking for a nonprofit that supports single moms because I needed support at that time. We have a lot of different nonprofits for a lot of different things. But I want a small one in a community that I can grow with. I was going to do it myself, but it's just too much. But someone who's already doing it, who can already outreach. I didn't even look at that as a gift. But I, it is a gift, but I want to help moms. Because fathers can come and go. Some of them stay and do a great job and others run away and leave the mom to do everything. And they get married again and start a whole other family and you guys never existed. Who would have thought of that as a gift? But it is a gift because then you're helping others. Those are the real gifts. To help yourself enough to help others. So you may be sitting on a gift of helping others because it looks like that's what you've done. And see how you could use that gift, that warmth that you feel by taking care of others, by learning to take care of yourself. I know that's way more of an answer than you expected, but a small dream goes a long way, especially when we remember them because we don't always remember them. But the ones we do, there's a reason why. You know, it's funny. When Christ says there are no mistakes, I'm like, I could name a few. Mm -hmm. And then as I really think about it, all I could name is the insecurity I had on my way to that, what I ended up calling a mistake. If I ever meet a man again, I didn't used to. I used to fall into the trap of trying to please them. But prior to that, or after that, I mean, prior to that, I was doing it. After that, when I hear a man say, oh, she was a mistake, 
you will not even see my presence there. It's gone. Even if I have to stand there for another hour listening, I'm gone. I would never, ever enter a relationship with a woman, not me as a woman, but if I were a man listening to a woman or as a woman listening to a man talking about their past relationships as big mistakes. There are no mistakes. You remember these dreams. And not only did you remember them, they keep coming back. I mean, a bigger sign is the wheel, right? Reoccurring, reoccurring, reoccurring. So take to heart. At least these dreams are telling you your gift of giving and helping. But you have to help yourself to understand that there's a value because instead you're kind of punishing yourself that in one weird way or not, you did not keep them alive. That's not in your hands. That is not in your hands. And I can tell you that from a different heart in this day because I am around someone who's suffering and on and off I get that scared feeling like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, what if something really drastic happens? And I get really quiet. And I do start to feel that fear, doubt, worry, and control and guilt. And I want to save them. But then I know that that's ego scaring me. So instead, I, I always say, let's just enjoy every single day that we have together. Let's plan for the worst and live for the best. Because it's not in my hands. My prayers are, are there. They're well noted. And I feel like they've been answered in, in many ways. But it's not in my hands even to control my own. When it's my time, it's my time. So you had nothing to do with people leaving or you not doing enough. So take that guilt wagon off of you. That's your ego trying to get in the way of you and your gift. Think I'm done? I'm going to go on to the next dream I had one from Susan on the radio page gosh I dreamt I ate dishwashing soap from the dishwasher almost poisoning myself started cleaning my tongue and realized I talked myself into this crazy thinking of being able to digest something toxic I was able to identify the thoughts and feelings that led me to believing such a crazy gut idea and guess what I now know, I woke up feeling my tongue burn. What? You, you really woke up feeling your tongue burn. That's an interesting one. Started cleaning my tongue and realized I talked myself into this crazy thinking of being able to digest something toxic. I was able to identify the thoughts and feelings that led me to believing such a crazy idea. And guess what I now know? I woke up feeling my tongue burn. That's so interesting. Oh, my gosh. So this dream. All right. Let's dig in. So it's your tongue. What does a tongue do? It tastes. It allows us to talk. And we also don't have to use it. There's times where we don't need to talk. The fact that it was your tongue that was being attacked 
It was being poisoned, and now it's burning. It's telling you that it needs to rest. It's burning out. We don't need to talk all the time. I just said this Sunday to the girls that I had here that silence is a language. Your tongue has burnout. The things that sometimes we say, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, need a rest. And everyday evaluation is exhausting for our minds. And it's not like you clear your mind and you think of nothing. I have never been able to do that, by the way. They always say, you know, take out your thoughts, you know, don't, don't think. And I'm like, how do you not think? Even when I'm trying to not think, I'm thinking. I can't do it. It's like too hard. My brain just goes. I mean, for me, not thinking is to watch a TV show and really get immersed in it, not just watch it, but get immersed in it to the point where I can't even do anything else. That would be the closest to not thinking I could get. But at least I know that's what it takes. And you started cleaning your tongue, but while you were cleaning it, and this is, this is the key part, you were actually thinking about digesting the toxic, meaning I can't stop myself, so I will just do it, even though I know it's hurting me. And then you wake up with a tongue burning saying, oh, no, no, I even burnt your tongue to stop you. And I don't know what's going on in your life, and this is not a bad dream. This is a very insightful dream. This dream is now starting to guide you into a narrower lane than being out on all six lanes on the freeway at one time. It's saying that one of your lanes is quiet time. Doing something that has nothing to do with anything else in your life so that you can think about clearly and see clearly your life. That's why Christ says all the time when you want to think something through, when you want to organize yourself, go and clean something. Think about that. Clean something. Whether it's a drawer, a closet, a garage, a car, a desk, clean it. Because as you clean it, you have to put things in order. Even the way you take things out has to go in some order for you to get it out of there. And then to put it back and decide what you're going to put back or not. And decide what you're going to do or not helps you organize your mind. And at this day and age where technology is a factor, technology is like a thousand things at one time. You have life because I took my Apple Watch off so I can tell you clearly now 
I feel like I've gone back in time. Like I'm back in the 70s or 80s where if I went out and someone couldn't reach me, I got to them when I got home. Now it's like, why didn't you answer me? If you don't answer someone in a half an hour, they think you're dead. But I needed to stop all those points of reference. I needed to stop that because it was making me feel like a jumping bean. I could not stop jumping. My heart goes, everything goes, and I thought, okay, I am not serving myself well. So I chose the silent lane that I'm telling you to choose now. I'm not telling you to take off your technology out of your life. Everyone has their own thing to deal with. But maybe start with one day a week where it becomes a normal thing for you to do something structured, like clean. But let it become a tradition because when you do it, then you don't have to think about it while you're doing it, and that will allow you to see your next step. All it's saying to you is, you know, let's, let's pick a quiet day so that we can learn to progress further. Because a lot of times we want to do the same things over again, the same way, only we think we're going to control it better. And that's ego. Control. Fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. Control. And when we control things, we think we're easing our fears and our doubts and our worries. And our guilts, whatever they may be. So when you see one of those words in there, you know that your ego is running it. Sure fire sign. So all it's telling you is, wow, we tried the <laughs> the soap to clean it out, but then you started thinking of poisoning yourself. I'm hurting myself. So you try to clean it, and now you're accepting to digest toxicity. And once you accepted the toxic, what happened? You got burned. Never accept toxic on any level when you're conscious that it's toxic. I hope that makes sense. A lot of times we do things we know are not okay, but for whatever reason, we do them anyway, and we think we can control it. Again, a sign of ego. Ego is always going to be there, by the way. I don't care who you are on the face of this earth. It is going to find your one vulnerability, your one place of weakness, and it's going to try to come in through that hairline crack. Because it's job, ego's job. When people say, well, why is there ego then? Because its job is to reinstill what you actually believe over the fallacy. Again, one of the reasons why we are here. We are here for a reason, and it is to grow our souls. So here we go on the next dream. I hope that helps you, Susan. This one is Chris Kip Woods. We seem to get one every week. I can't, I don't even know if I remember a dream a week. Maybe, but I don't know. So either way, Chris Kip Woods, hi, Nadia, hugs. 
I had a dream that a woman walked into my bedroom and gave me a phone number. And I said, that's my sister Helen's number. Then she lay down beside me and I felt a profound peace. I just became very still and looked at her and said, I could just lay here forever. Then I ran out of the room and told a woman that that was my wife, Kathleen. That's it. Thank you. Nothing is ever as it seems, right? You start reading this dream and you think that, you know, oh my gosh, a woman walked into his bed and gave him a phone number, like gave him her phone number. But what's happening is that family, the purest loves that you felt, you're starting to see that. And it's it's giving you what pure love does. And that's foundation. When we feel, and I see that you ran out of the room after feeling comfortable, you will start to get comfortable with peace. A lot of us say we want peace, but when it shows up, we at first, because we haven't lived our life with it yet, we think, well, that's boring. Okay, I got here. Now what? Now I always get people who write me, now what? I did this. I learned that. Now what? And I say, well, what do you mean, now what? Now you use that information. It's not, this isn't like a, a ladder. That, okay, now I know self-love. What do I do next? What do you mean now you know self-love? I've been learning self-love since I saw Christ. I'm not done. At all. When we feel that peace, take a breath. Let yourself enjoy and feel let it become a part of you not a novelty because some people will say well I did everything you said and I still feel horrible I'm like you did everything I said what did I say it made you feel like you've learned everything I said or someone will write me and say, why don't you put your name on your posts on your page? And I said, because there's a plethora of it. There's things that have my name on it when other people do it. But the stuff I do, I just put it out there. I'm like, raw. I, I don't know. If I were to spend my time doing graphics on everything, I would never do anything. So I had to learn what to keep and what not to keep, but also what to allow others to do. And I'm a little uncomfortable with those changes. But I also know in the bigger picture that if I don't get uncomfortable and learn new feelings, then I will not reach as many people. But I know in my heart that the peace that Chris is feeling in his dreams now, starting to feel it, even though in his dream he ran away from it because new is uncomfortable. But new can also become your new normal. I have people who 
on my page may say some kind of comments and they may mean it well, but I may not understand it or I may feel a very antagonistic energy or very confrontational or almost like a stump the coach type of behavior coming at me. That used to be a new feeling to me because I wasn't public. And I used to try to answer everybody and take care of everybody. And now if I get that feeling, I have the right to do what I want with that feeling because now I've become comfortable with the new feeling. Not a bad thing. It's a good instinctive, hey, I don't want to participate feeling because something doesn't feel right. Where this is coming from, it may be right, but it doesn't feel right to me. I may be selling other programs. And that's kind of hard. It's still a new feeling for me, but one day I'll get used to it. And then I will tell people, I would recommend that you take it because I am teaching you how and what Christ taught me. So I'm learning. Just like Chris, you have to learn to accept feelings of peace. Breathe it in. Let it do its work. You deserve it. And may you see it that way. It is an amazing dream to start to feel that feeling. Because once you feel it, you cannot unfeel it, even if it's in a dream. And then you have recognition in your everyday life. So thank you guys for your dreams. They were awesome. They were crazy. But gosh, I learned from your dreams today. So thank you so much for sending them in. And I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. Have a great Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.